Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Ominous Origins Podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this episode is still brought to you by the wonderful people over at MorbidlyBeautiful.com. Morbidly Beautiful is your one-stop shop for all things horror content related from interviews, reviews, top 10 lists, and of course, everything in between. Yes, this is the, what, monthly episode? Maybe even longer than that? I don't want to get into it all, but again, my life is a dumpster fire, so yeah. Just yeah. First, it was the fire... Then it was the construction, which didn't leave me much room or time to record, just because it was so loud, and I didn't want to have terrible, terrible audio quality. And then a whole bunch of other things, like my life falling apart. Beside the point, we're going to do an episode this week. I don't know how long it's going to be, but we're going to do one anyway, just to get something out there for you to listen to. We've talked about ghost ships, and hauntings, and murder ships, and all sorts of stuff in the past, and we're going to do that again this week. And like all good ghost stories, they take place in the past. And this one is no exception as it takes place in the 40s with the exact date not being registered. We're going to talk about the SS Orang Medan. And it was a ghost ship that had its crew die at some time in either 1940, 47, or 48, depending on what source you believe. But let's just get right into the story of the Orang Medan. Ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Ominous. So as I mentioned, the SS Orang Medan was a supposed ghost ship, which according to various sources became a shipwreck in the Dutch East Indies, which is modern Indonesia, in the Straits of Malacca. Or elsewhere. Or maybe not at all. Who knows? Apparently, its entire crew died under suspicious circumstances. And this either took place in 1940, 47, or 48, again, depending on what newspaper source you believe. Some argue that the story of the Orang Medan is nothing more than an urban legend due to the fact that there was never any records of a ship by that name. So how is this a mystery? Well, one English reference to the ship and the incident was published in the May 1952 issue of the Proceedings of the Merchant Marine Council, which was published by the United States Coast Guard. An earlier English reference was published on October 10, 1948 in the Albany Times of Albany, New York, and references its original source as the Elsevier's Weekly. The word orang, also written as orange, O-R-A-N-G, is Malay or Indonesian for man or person, whereas Medan is the largest city on the Indonesian island of Sumatra, giving an approximation to the translation of man of Medan. And if that sounds familiar to you by any reason, it was a semi-popular video game that was released, I guess about a year ago now. It was a telltale style thing where you kind of walked around and found clues and did a lot of quick time events. Interesting game, I don't think it lived up to much, but you know, some people enjoyed it. Accounts of the ship's accidents have appeared in various books and magazines, mainly on Forteana. Their factual accuracy and even the ship's existence, however, are unconfirmed, and details of the vessel's construction and history, if any, remain unknown. Searches for any official registration or accident investigation records have proven unsuccessful. The story's absolute first appearance was a series of three articles in the Dutch-Indonesian newspaper De Incomptif. And there's more to that I'm not even going to try to read. It's in a language, I guess it's in Dutch, 
So I'm not going to butcher it anymore. We're just going to go with De Incomptif because I can kind of pronounce that. The name of the ship that found the Orangmadan is never mentioned either, but the location of the encounter is described as 400 nautical miles southeast of Marshall Island. The second and third articles describe the experience of the sole survivor of the Orangmadan crew, who was found by an Italian missionary and natives on Tanogi Atoll in the Marshall Islands. The man before perishing tells the missionary that the ship was carrying a badly stowed crew of oil of vitriol, and that most of the crew perished because of the poisonous fumes escaping from the broken containers. According to this story, the orangutan was sailing from an unnamed small Chinese port to Costa Rica, and deliberately avoided the authorities. The survivor, an unnamed German, died after telling his story to the missionary who told the story to the author Silvio Chirelli of Tariste, Italy. The Dutch newspaper concludes with a disclaimer, saying, quote, this is the last part of our story about the mystery of the Aragmadan. We must repeat that we do not have any other data on this quote-unquote mystery of the sea, nor can we answer any of the many unanswered questions in the story. It may seem obvious that the entire story is a fantasy, a thrilling romance of the sea. On the other hand, the author, Silvio Chirelli, assures us of the authenticity of the story. Chirelli is said to have produced a report titled Export Trade on September 28, 1959. New evidence found by the Skittish Library shows there were 1940s newspaper reports of the incident taken from the Associated Press in British newspapers The Daily Mirror and The Yorkshire Evening Post. Again, there were differences in the story, the location being the Solomon Islands and the SOS messages different from later reports. The story still appears to originate with Silvio Chirelli in Trieste. According to the story, at some point in time around June 1947, two American vessels navigating the Straits of Malacca, the City of Baltimore and the Silver Star, among other passing by, picked up several distress messages from a nearby Dutch merchant ship, the Orang Medan. A radio operator, Aboard the troubled vessel sent the following message in Morse code, SOS from the Orang Medan. We float, all officers including the captain dead in chart room on the bridge, probably whole of crew dead. After a few more incoherent dots and dashes, the words I die were received. After this message, there was nothing more to be heard of. When the Silver Star crew eventually located and boarded the apparently undamaged Orang Madan, in an attempt to make a rescue, the ship was found littered with corpses, including the carcass of a dog, everywhere. With the dead bodies found sprawled on their back, the frozen and allegedly badly frightened faces of the deceased upturned to the sun above with mouths gaping open and eyes staring straight ahead. The corpses resembled horrible caricatures of human beings. No survivors were located and no visible signs of injury on the dead bodies were observed. And just as the ship was about to be towed by the Silver Star to a nearby port, a fire suddenly broke out on the ship's number four cargo hold, forcing the boarding party to hastily evacuate the doomed Dutch freighter, thus preventing any further investigations to be carried out. Soon after, the ring, Medan, was witnessed exploding before finally sinking. So what happened? That's the million dollar question, and there's just a couple of theories to really go around besides, you know, the natural haunting or evil that may have been aboard the ship. 
Many people do hypothesize that the Orang Medan might have been involved in a smuggling operation of chemical substances and such a combination of potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin or even wartime stocks of nerve agents could be at fault. According to these theories, seawater would have entered the ship's hold, reacting with the cargo to release toxic gas, which then caused the crew to succumb to asphyxia or poisoning. Later, the seawater would have reacted with the nitroglycerin, causing the reported fire and explosion. Another theory is that the ship was transporting nerve gas, which the Japanese military had been storing in China during the war, which was handed over to the US military at the end of the war. No US ship could transport it as it would leave a paper trail, and therefore it was loaded onto a non-registered ship for the transportation to the United States or an island in the Pacific. Another theory posits another poisoning, carbon monoxide. The theory puts forward that an undetected smoldering fire or malfunction in the ship's boiler system may have been responsible for the shipwreck. Escaping carbon monoxide would have caused the deaths of all on board, with the fire slowly spreading out of control, leading to the vessel's ultimate destruction. Both make sense. Or it could have been a ghost. It could have been a cursed ship. It could have been a monster. There's that new pseudo-Dracula movie that just came out or is coming out, which looks absolutely fucking terrible, by the way. But maybe it was that. Maybe they're transporting fucking Dracula. And he got loose and just scared the life out of everybody. Literally killed them all with a glare. That's why they were all frozen in time with that fearful look on their face. Or it was, could have just been potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin. Anyway, there is a lot of skepticism around the whole shebang. Several authors note their inability to find any mention of the case in the Lloyd's Shipping Register. Furthermore, no registration records for a ship by the name of Orang Medan could be located in various countries, including the Netherlands. While author Roy Banton states that the identity of the Silver Star reported to have been involved in the failed rescue attempt has been established with high probability, the complete lack of information on the sunken ship itself has given rise to the suspicion about the origins and credibility of the account. Ship's logs for the Silver Star did not show a record of any such rescue attempt. Benton and others have put forward the possibility that the accounts of, among others, the date, location, names, and ships involved and the circumstances of the accident might have been inaccurate or exaggerated, or that the story might just be completely fictitious. One British researcher has found the story of the Orang Medan transposed to the Solomon Islands, but also with a Trieste connection, in two British newspapers in the 1940s, both quoting AP, which is the Associated Press. So there could be some validity to it, however. Record keeping and all the weird shit going on at the end of the war really leaves this up in the air. Do we know what happened to the Orang Medan? No. Do we know it even existed? Not a chance. No idea. You'd think there would be some kind of record or some kind of debris or some kind of evidence found about this ship, especially 70 plus years later. I mean, people just died due to the Titanic. So you'd think maybe there would be some spelunkers or some adventurers who'd want to go find out the truth behind this ship and try to find its remains buried at the deep end of the ocean. But I digress. We don't know. That's what makes this story exciting. Nobody really ever wants to know all the answers to every mystery out there. Sometimes it's nice to just have that little air of confusion around a legacy or a legend such as this. 
Let your minds go wild. Think about what could have possibly happened. After all, the limits are, well, just not there. Your imagination can come up with anything it wants for this ship, and that's kind of what makes this story super intriguing. But that is going to do it for me this week. I know it was a little bit shorter, but, you know, I got to get back into the swing of things somehow. My name is Casey. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please feel free to leave a five-star rating on Spotify. Somebody did recently, so thank you for that. Or you can leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Either way, you get a shout-out on the show if I know who you are. But as I said, that's going to do it for me. So until next time, whatever that might be.